0: Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater, featuring stories of all colors from across the world. I'm your host, Fred. Now, that great theme music is from Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. Uh, This week, we are finishing our focus on artists who have some sort of relationship with the National Audio Theatre Festivals. Uh, Today's is no small legend in the realm of audio drama. On the phone is Tom Lopez, the founder of ZBS Foundation. He's been responsible for such long-running series as Jack Flanders, Ruby, as well as tons of other productions over a career spanning more than 30 years. Uh, Today, he is focusing on short pieces, which started with 90-second cell phone chillin' theater. It evolved into two-minute film noir, and now has turned into four-minute film noir, which is actually in video video with a guy who has been doing audio well we will talk about uh, that more in a moment but first enjoy a piece from the four-minute film noir series this is death rides a fast camel
1: i knew this guy he was an arab yeah where was that in tunisia Uh, north africa i met him in a hotel lobby in tunisia that's where i met him Hmm. Uh, what was his name? Muhammad. Muhammad? That's a good name. Yeah, Muhammad told me a story that sort of stuck in my mind. About Arabs? About a guy who lost in the desert. He falls asleep and when he wakes up it's just starting to get light but then the sky is still thick with stars and then a shadow passes in front of the stars and then he realizes someone's hmm. standing there looking down at him boy. And a voice says, don't be afraid, I'm only Death. Oh boy. So the man asks, what can he do to change Death's mind? Like, uh, uh, give him a sporting chance? So Death says, we will have a race. Outrun Death? And then the man notices that Death has brought two camels. Death says, take your pick. Now, you don't have to know camels to see what's obvious. One is male, young, arrogant, wild as hell. And the other one is a female, older, calmer, obviously slower. Death never makes it easy. So the man thinks if I choose the fast camel, he's so wild, I'll never be able to handle him. And I'll lose. But if I choose the slow camel, death will ride the fast camel, which he can handle. And I'll lose. A lose-lose situation. Right. So he has to decide, do I want to die on a fast camel or on a slow camel? I take the fast one. At least you have a chance. Yeah, but do you want to die trying to tame a wild, crazy camel or die taking your time plodding along on a slow, calm camel? Take the wild one. But the man's tired. He's exhausted. He's dying. And then he hears a voice. Let death ride the fast camel. Whose voice? It's his own. So anyway, he figures he can't beat Death, so why not just accept it and go out with some dignity? He chooses the slow camel. He does. And then they both mount up, and Death points to a mountain, way off on the horizon, and they set off. Death leaves him behind, eating the dust? Yeah. That's pretty much it. The old camel is even slower than he thought. It's not easy to beat Death. So, Death reaches the finish line and waits for him. Finally, like an hour later, the man and the old camel plod on up, and Death says, you knew you'd lose regardless of what you choose. And the man says, I do. And Death asks, but why did you choose the slow camel? And the man thinks for a moment, and then he says, because I liked her smile. I liked her smile? Yeah. That's the story? It is. Did death take him? Of course. Oh. But they both went out laughing. <laughs> I like that.
0: All right, and that was Death Rides a Fast Camel, uh, part of the four-minute film noir. It's actually a uh, video. If you go to zbs.org, you'll check it out, um, a whole bunch more there. I'm going to have the great opportunity to talk to the creator of this, as well as tons more audio theater, um, guy who's uh, just been around for a while and does fabulous work, Tom Lopez. Um, hardly needs an introduction for any audio drama fans. Uh, Tom, welcome to the show. Hi. Um, so th- this is a this is kind of a fun little project. I'd like to talk a little bit more about four minute, minute film noir um, in just a moment. Um, but I, I also wanted to you know we've been focusing on artists who've uh, been to national audio theater festivals. Um, I know um, I understood you wouldn't be able to make it out this year, but you have been um, several other times. And do you want to talk a little bit about um, your experience there and uh, what you thought um, going out to uh, West Plains, Missouri for uh, different years over over the time?
2: Yeah, it's I into most of them, and it's been going on for how many years? 30 years? <laughs>
0: yeah, just about, I think.
2: Um, it, it's, it's, it's a heck of a lot of fun, and, and it's so energizing, because uh, everyone sort of comes together as a group, and not only you know, are there teaching things, that is, classes, uh, and acting, directing, all, you know, writing, all, all aspects of it. But it's mainly hands-on, so because it ends with, uh, culminates in a live, uh, performance of several of the pieces, like, usually about two hours' worth, I think, and, and goes out on live radio, too. So people are working, like, all hours of the night and, <laughs> and getting everything together, and so when they finally, after the, uh, performance, and then there's a... A great party afterwards i mean you you uh, come away from that in a high state for about the next two or three weeks and uh, it's quite an experience
0: yeah and i know one of the things that you've done at least on some years is a uh, field recording of course you are you know much of your work has featured field recording and do you want to talk a little bit about that experience um i'm sure a lot of people who did field recording there it may be some of the first times they've ever done it
2: well, did did you mean the uh, ambiance recording, or is, is that what you're referring to? Yes,
0: I I understand. Uh, like we had a clip um, that uh, Diane Ballin shared with us, where you were out on uh, trying to get some river riverboat things, and you're out on a, a canoe or something, trying to get paddling and, and things like that.
2: Well, right. Um, th- that's part of the you know part of the fun of recording is is getting out in in nature and uh, and just listening and and it's like you wouldn't normally. Um, you wouldn't normally sit outside and just listen. That, people don't normally do that. And, and even people that, you know, are experienced in recording uh, nature sounds, I mean, uh, find themselves really listening when they actually have a reason to do so because usually when you're recording ambience, you're gathering much more, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes of something where you might notice it for part of a minute or something at best but when you sit there and look at, and listen to the uh, strange uh, and and intriguing patterns of nature and there and all the little voices that are going on besides you know natural sounds there's always the the insects the birds the the frogs the on on and on and just their, just the way they interweave with each other is quite is quite intriguing, and uh, and it was a, it was a matter of of um, sort of passing that on to people and saying you know just just sit and listen. I mean, and you'd uh, it, be surprised at uh, the, the wonders there are there. Sure, and
0: of and of course, since you are you know um, on a professional level that a lot of people aren't, um, is that one of the, the, the main things that you enjoy sharing with people that experience or or other observ- observations? Um, since there are so many you know people who are just getting into audio drama who, who go to that event.
2: Well, probably, um, that takes a, I mean, you know, part of of it is, what are you going to do with it? And so there has to be a reason, you know, because otherwise, uh, you know, somebody could be watching television or something, (laughs) making use of their time that way. So you really have to have a reason, and and usually the reasoning is to use it, um, I mean, we're talking here about radio drama, so to use it in uh, in a production, and and then how to. In my case, it was it was like I've I've been in you know a lot of different countries, uh, Brazil, Bali, Sumatra, India, you know, and and so on and so forth, uh, gathering sounds. And and what I learned was to just gather the sounds first. I did something called Moon of a Morocco. That was the first time, and I just. Uh, Traveled around Morocco and found interesting sounds, and, and I started taking notes for a story. And then I started to work with the sounds, almost as though they, or very much as, as though they were they were a character in a sense. That is, the sounds were as important as the uh, as the characters themselves. So so if you had a setting where, uh, for example, a courtyard and there's a fountain and there's some caged parrots, which I happen to record uh, in, um, let's see, I think it was Mer- in Marrakesh, um, it, you know, you didn't have to set the scene. You, it already was there. It was the Countess's uh, villa, you know, there. And, uh, and so any of these sounds that people can relate to because of movies and documentaries they've seen of, you know, taking place in wherever in the Middle East. Uh, we already know what they are. You don't have to paint the picture. They visually are painting the picture. And so, so what's interesting is that the, that the stories and the scenes got, were written to use these sounds. So they stimulated the idea for the stories. And of course, you know, I had to have a plot and the characters and everything else. So the sounds, so those, so there, some of these are very rich sound productions. And, uh, and it was a matter of, saying to people, getting back to the NATF experience, that, um, that our writers and uh, saying, you know, think, think in terms of uh, how you can use these sounds and, and set things. So instead of the usual way that, that is one writes a script and, you know, you put down your sound effects and so on and so forth, and then you, you know, go to sound effects libraries or maybe you do some recording yourself and you gather it. It's a total other approach. It's where you go to the sounds first and use the sounds to stimulate your imagination for stories or for a story and how to uh, weave them all together.
0: Sure. And do you, do you see some of that magic, uh, people people bringing that home with them, seeing um, you know, some people you may have influenced or, or who have encountered um, this kind of uh, sound gathering go out and actually do that and, and produce uh, productions that um, involve that and can really sort of see how that's changed their approach from a more studio-focused approach?
2: I, I'm not sure. Um, uh, well, I know definitely that I have gotten feedback from people that... It was, it was more um, where another thing we did was, and, and, this, and this, the feedback was, um, <clears throat> um, that, it, that is, I know it did actually affect people, and that is where you actually, instead of having the actors in the studio, um, you, you have a script that you can actually go out into the street and, uh, and record and and so it's done in different locations and you use a you know usually a stereo mic is fine and you go to these different interesting locations where the ambiance is rather interesting and uh, different rooms different stair- stairwells uh you know domes uh, <clears throat> st- uh, the, and any number of places can can be out out in a field, can be anywhere and uh, and and the actors, of course, love it because they love to move about instead of just standing still in the studio. And you get you get a in that case you you're working with whatever sounds there are around you, um, and you're you're not adding much more to it usually, but it it uh, it brings a realism to it that you really can't get in the studio very easily, even with all you know sophisticated sound recording and everything. And the reason being that the actors are actually performing out there. Somebody's you know walking from half a block down the street and they're yelling to you, it really sounds like that instead of, you know, recreating that effect in the studio. And that, and that has actually affected people And because it can be done so inexpensively. <clears throat> you know, before, I mean, now it would be a, it's just any type of inexpensive recorder with, a, with a, a microphone. It can even be a mono mic or stereo mic. And that's all you need, really.
0: Yeah, and then nowadays with all the... the the computer recorders and compact flash and all that it's amazing. Um, now now interestingly you know you mentioned earlier all the different interesting places across the globe you've recorded. Uh, of course, you know, one thing that's come up in a couple of these interviews is people talk about how West Plains, Missouri seems such a vanilla place but actually does have a lot of um, uh, uh, something very interesting and kind of magical there for, for a place you wouldn't, wouldn't think about. And, and do you find the same experience that, you know, no one might be able to find West Plains, Missouri on a map and it certainly is not as romantic as Sumatra, but there is something something there that makes it a little special for audio drama?
2: Well, it, it is. I mean, for one thing, it's in the Ozarks. And uh, and it's not only the language or the uh, the accents are just, oh, they're, they're, they're absolutely incredible. Um, and there's such a range of them from some very very deep Ozark accents or Missouri accents, Southern Missouri accent, um, but also the there the it's um, very rich nature wise. Not, not only the the rivers and the birds and the bees and, and everything else. I mean, it's very lush uh, and green and tree and hilly, and uh, so it's it's a uh, it's it definitely there's something uh, in the air about it that uh, that you use the word magical, and I, I think that fairly describes the area too. Sure.
0: Um, and, and to change gears for a moment, um, of course, you have done so much work that has been recorded and, and used location recordings as, as the backdrop, um, but then again, plenty plenty of work that hasn't. And your latest effort uh, d- doesn't seem so. The, the four minute film noir. And, and do you want to talk a little bit about that transition, uh, going f- one from, you, you've always done sort of, I guess, short installments when the um, you know, Jack Flanders and Ruby were released on the radio, it, it wasn't as, a, a, as long a production as it ultimately was, but um, how about that process of, of writing for the short form, and then uh, how, how you went about approaching it maybe a little bit differently than a, than a sound, you know, where you didn't have a soundscape to work from, you had probably other ideas to germinate the thoughts for these little pieces.
2: Uh, years ago, I used to do commercials and and uh, for radio, and, and, and I wrote them, produced them, and uh, and I I always was fascinated with that form, and used to think, wouldn't it be great if you could use that form but not have to sell a product? And uh, you know, I could come up with a few ideas. I mean, it's easy to do sort of uh, satirical or mock commercials, you know, for mock. Fake products that sort of thing but no I wanted to tell little stories and I and it stewed around for a while and finally I realized that if because it, it wasn't a matter of just coming up with some stories it was a matter of coming up with a, a series you know like 50 stories right, right. <laughs> and uh, and how to do that and I I came upon the idea of, of if it's a genre first I did something called 90 second cell phone chillin theater you know which had in a humorous way, vampires and werewolves and just all of that, you know, rich sort of horror genre, but again, done humorously, and very, very short, 90-second, two-minute or so stories, and then came the idea that what if, what if I did something, because public radio, which, you know, plays or did used to play uh, quite a bit of radio drama, plays very little now, and, uh... And it's mainly news and information, you know, documentaries, a lot of, you know, really fine things that are being done. But, but when it comes to storytelling, I mean, um, I wanted to do something that would actually fit with the, with the news and documentaries. And so the idea of a originally for radio is originally called two-minute film noir, and it ran generally anywhere from 90 seconds to three minutes maybe. Uh, little stories, and out of these, that, are, that were really characters that, that, based on characters in film noir, no one specific, just, you know, that range yeah. of sort of gangsters and and all sorts of characters right. that happen to be in that. Uh, and use that to a very rich production with music and, and effects and so on. But so it would fit in with, you know, these, again, these documentaries and so on. And NPR did; uh, they had a series called Day to Day, and it was a midday series that uh, ran on a number of stations. And so they did drop them in, and uh, and it worked wonderfully. But then Day to Day in March got pulled from NPR. But at least the idea worked, okay. And then came the idea of uh, I have a friend out there in Hollywood, and he said, you know, you could do these for for, for the internet, and they could be done very inexpensively. And uh, so I raised some money and and started producing some of these short things. Which uh, but but for the for video rented a local PBS uh, television studio and uh, decided okay for video we'll we'll let them sort of relax and you know stretch them out a bit if they if they need me. So we'd call it four minute film noir, and uh, and so we started doing some of the very same things that were done for radio uh, for video. So. It's, um, the nice thing about it is that doing it for radio first, you get a sense of, of, uh, you know, what works and what doesn't, and it also gives you a chance to develop the characters and and so on, and then, uh. And then do what he considers the best uh, for video. So I'm actually working on a whole serial based on that idea.
0: Yeah, and I, I was about to ask you that question. So I'm glad you, you you segued into it. This this four minute film noir. It is a little bit it is a bit different, and it does have this visual component. Of course, um, they do actually translate pretty well with just the audio. And I want to uh, play one now um, that. Uh, this is actually of season two now, um, Nightmare and Stool P- Pigeon Street. And it has a, 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 sounds like it had a funny anecdote from the um, uh, blasted, um, email blast I got about it. I, I'm going to play it, and then uh, we'll be back with you in just a minute, Tom.
1: At both ends of the block were cop cars. Their lights were flashing. The street was blocked off? Right. The street was filled with stool pigeons. Everyone was a stool pigeon. Everyone. I couldn't take a step without being squealed on. How were they squealing? At first, everyone had a walkie-talkie. Walkie-talkies. But as I kept walking, they got more sophisticated. They were using cell phones. Were they talking or text messaging? First talking, then texting. To the cops? Some weren't holding any device. Just talking to themselves. It's probably Bluetooth. But as I kept walking, they weren't talking. They were thinking. Did you know what they were thinking? No, but I knew their thoughts were being transmitted through implants to the cops. Were they local cops or feds? Who knows anymore, I mean, these were my neighbors. (laughs) But you live on that block? Yeah, I suspect there was a big reward for the biggest rat. You mean the rat who'd rat the most? I mean ratting on somebody, now that I can understand. But a stool pigeon... That's the lowest a human can stoop. So comparing a stool pigeon to a gutter rat, who's worse? You know, you're not going to trust a rat. But a stool pigeon, you can't stoop any lower than that. So what happened? The alarm went off. You woke up? That's what I thought. It was all a dream? That you woke up? That's what I thought. Wasn't a dream. I thought it was, but now it's legal to tap my phone, to read my emails, to bug my house, to watch me from satellites, to put chips on my passport, chips in my credit cards, and there's cameras watching me on every street corner. Where do I live? Where you live? On Stool Pigeon Street.
0: Welcome back to a uh, discussion with Tom Lopez. Of the crafting of that uh, pretty funny piece, Tom, uh, as well as you know, satirical, but also it has a lot of in- interesting things going on. And um, this is the second part of the series. And uh, the listeners did not get to see, of course, the visual components that you have to go to zbs.org to see that um, you've got a couple actors there and um, a lot of fog. And I understand the fog may have caused some uh, trouble during the recording process.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, the fog horns, were originally recorded them under the Golden Gate Bridge a few years ago on a foggy day. But then when we recreated the fog in the studio that is really very large, uh, Studio A and and, uh, this PBS television station, and we fill that up with with a smoke machine, uh, it set off the fire alarm, and every, everyone had to leave the building. That is not not just us, but you know the volunteers and and the staff, I don't know. everyone, uh, the engineers, and you know. Well, the fire and department came and we and made us open the doors, and we lost all our fog, and we had to re- recreate, you know, fill the studio back up again. But we disconnected the fog, uh, the, the, the smoke alarm.
0: <laughs> and 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 were they tapping your phones the time that happened?
2: Yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs>
0: um, cool. Well, uh, th- Tom, it's been great. Um, a couple more minutes here. Um, I don't know if you'd like to talk a little bit more about where um, Season 2 of the uh, of the film noir is uh, headed, or um, obviously people can go to your website, zbs.org. Um, do you have anything else going on that um, listeners should know about?
2: Well, as I said, you know, we're going to be doing a pilot, or if I didn't say that, in, in July we're shooting a pilot for a new serial uh, I call it a serial because it'll be an ongoing story that'll be done for the internet, but again, I'm writing it first for radio, and uh, so working out the details and, you know, the dialogue and so on and so forth. But also, I, I was talking to someone and it looks like there's that the, the film of the, uh, the videos uh, are going to be offered in Scandinavia on, on cell phones. Fascinating. So that's exciting. And, uh, and I, I think there's I love the idea of working both with uh, radio and and video. Um, And instead of, uh, I mean, for example, this new one I'm working on, it's set in Brazil and in Manhattan. And I've been to Brazil three times recording a couple of times in the Amazon and, you know, in Rio and so on. So I have a lot of sounds that I've recorded in Brazil, and I can use them not only for the radio piece, but I can use them in the video piece, too.
0: And I, and I would love uh, love to talk a little bit more about this convergence and, of course, your experience now um, quite multimedia um, and, and then now the convergence because the web, of course, is its own beast. Um, but maybe we'll do that on another show. Uh, Tom, um, thanks so much for your time. And, again, uh, people can go to zbs.org to uh, check out more. Uh, Tom, thank you much.
2: Okay, thanks.
0: All right, and that wraps it up for Radio Drama Revival. Again, zbs.org to hear more of Tom Lopez's work. Um, again, all those videos are available for free. He does have uh, paid work. Um, uh, huge catalog, wonderful stuff. Um, going the two-minute film noir is another great piece. If you like the uh, the nature of these little short, little um, comic strip-like nuggets of audio. Very fun. Check it out, uh, zbs.org. And, of course, we did talk about the National Audio Theater Festivals, um, natf.org. Um, that's coming right up, so unless you're ready to take the, the next week off and just zip down and <laughs> pack all the stuff in your car and head down, uh, might be too late for this year, but definitely do uh, think about it. If you are interested in the kind of stuff uh, we talk about here on Radio Drum Revival, the, the the nature of the work of this whole little medium, no better place to learn it than West Plains. Missouri. Um, so that wraps it up for this show this week. Um, and next week, actually, I actually hope to be talking to Lance roger X. We had him on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, talk to him remotely from West Plains uh, live call. Um, learn about how NADF is actually going down. And then we'll be uh, switching into uh, New Gears as we get into July. Uh, I actually have won the Ogle Award for one of my pieces. Pretty happy to say that. And um, actually, today is the first day I can announce that. So I am now officially announcing that to the world right now. Um, so I'm headed out to uh, Minnesota to go get that award, and um, we'll be talking to some people there, um, learning more about the Mark Time Awards and the live show that they do out at the Convergence out in Minnesota. And between then and now, you can hear more by checking out the blog, com. You'll of course find a link to subscribe to the podcast, as well as archives of previous episodes. Organized by artist, genre, and region of the world. You'll also find reviews from the in depth Malleus series by Chris Duker and starting up a new short column of my own called Fred's Fuse, focusing on whatever is playing on my favorite non iPod audio playing device uh, this week a highlight of the wireless theater company and while you're there why not join the conversation leave a comment or two you can also find us on itunes search for radio drama revival and uh, do you have work you'd like to hear on the show uh, something to say about this week's episode uh, you can of course send in your feedback email me directly at fred at or use a contact or submit form on the website again that is radiodramarevival.com and that wraps it up for this week until next time keep your mind and your ears open thanks for tuning in and have a great week